Our study this morning is going to be, um, why do we have troubles in life? <laughs> I think we can all agree uh, we've had a few of them, especially 2020. We all had some that we all can share. But uh, that's where the Lord has directed me this morning. And before we get into our study, let's um, bow in a word of prayer. Father God, we thank you this morning that we have the opportunity to meet together as believers. And Father, we don't know the future, but we know you do. And we do know our future will be with you forever. And that we cling to, that's what keeps our faith totally uh, focused on you. And I pray, Father, as we look to your word this morning, your Holy Spirit will teach us not only to hear it, but to be doers of the word as well. And that we might uh, all be reminded that there's a purpose when troubles come our way. It's not purposeless. It's not something that the world says, well, that's bad luck. There is no such thing as luck with you. We know you foreordain our steps. You chose to save us. We thank you for that. We thank you for the hope we have in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, having just finished the year, I was thinking 2020 was like no other. And last year, I'm sure there might have been one or two of us that were humming the words or singing the words to the song, Nobody Knows the Trouble I've Seen. <laughs> Nobody Knows My Sorrow. Nobody Knows the Trouble I've Seen. Glory, hallelujah. Nobody Knows the Trouble I've Seen. Nobody Knows But Jesus. Nobody Knows the Trouble I've Seen. Glory, hallelujah. And I love this part of the, this song. Sometimes I'm up. Sometimes I'm down. Oh, yes, Lord, sometimes... I'm almost to the ground. Oh, yes, Lord. Also, there's another one that is popular as well. Swing low, sweet chariot. Anybody ever heard that one? Coming for to carry me home. We ever have that happen during the day? <laughs> Coming for to carry me home. I looked over Jordan. What did I see? Coming for to carry me home. A band of angels coming after me. Coming for to carry me home. I'm sometimes here, hearing this as well. I'm sometimes up, sometimes down, coming for to carry me home, but still my soul feels heavenly bound, coming for to carry me home. One thing I, I have really learned, and I think all of us have had to a point, is that in 2020, unlike any other year, we need to be ready if God calls us home whether it's from the pandemic, whether it's from some catastrophe or whatever going on around us, we need to be ready to someday meet Christ in the air. Maybe when that trumpet sounds, we'll still be here. Maybe not, but we will be called up whether our bodies are still around or they're not. We'll be called up in the air to meet Him. And that's a comfort that we have. King David, he even struggled at times with troubles and stress in his life. Psalm 10 verse 1, Why do you stand afar off, O Lord? Why do you hide yourself in times of trouble? And Psalm 13, 1, David cried out, How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? Troubles happen to all of us. 
We're all sinners and sinners saved by grace and bad things happen. When troubles hit, we must remember God has promised what? To never leave us nor forsake us. And He will walk with us every day that we're here on this earth. As I was uh, looking at this passage, I was reminded of this prayer that Michael Gary, he's serving time in Winslow, Arizona at the state prison. He wrote this from behind prison bars. It's called Morning Prayer. Today it's gray. It's cloudy. It's cold. Kick my feet out of bed. I'm stiff and sore and feel old. This prison life should be wearing me down, but I'm out of bed, head bowed, and my knees on the ground. Dear God, thank you for this blessed day. Yes, every morning that's what I say. God, please take this day. Bless me. And through me, bless others. Everybody in prison, all my chained sisters and brothers, take this day, Father, and make it yours. Let us show the world our love and healing through our prison tasks and chores. God, let the world see through you we learn, heal, and grow. Let our words be proof and our actions show. Father, this day is great, even though right now we must be here. Though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, there's no evil we fear. This does not come from us, but only because you are near. So I thank you, Father, on behalf of everybody for this day, no matter how cloudy, how cold, and how gray. And I thank you, Father, for the blessings you will bestow on all of us this day. Yes, every morning, that's what I pray. Wow. It's a good morning prayer, isn't it? Thankful even when pretty cloudy out or we're feeling down or troubles are coming our way. Well, when troubles come, and they will, how do we respond to it? We're told to lay up our treasures where? In heaven? We're reminded, I'm reminded of what Corey Ten Boom said about things on earth. I've said this before, so excuse me for saying it again, but she told Charles Swindoll shortly before she passed away, she said, Chuck, in her broken German accent, she said, I've learned to hang on to things loosely because it hurts when God has to pry my fingers loose. Last year, I know I was hanging on to things too much. God says, be ready to let go of that. Keep me first in your life. Be reminded that I have to be first in your life for things to have any any meaning, any structure. Because things can change in a moment, can't they? Well, this morning again, we're, our study's entitled, Why Do We Have Troubles in Life? And in this study, we're going to answer that question. So join me in 2 Corinthians chapter 1. 2 Corinthians chapter 1. And in verses 3 to 11, we'll find three reasons that we have troubles in life. There's, there's reasons for it. This passage caught my attention while reading a daily devotional. And my prayer is that it will help each of us next time. There will be. We have troubles in life. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, beginning of verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, 
who comforts us in all our affliction, so that we will be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. For just as the sufferings of Christ are ours in abundance, so also our comfort is abundant through Christ. But if we are afflicted, it is for your comfort and salvation. Or if we are comforted, it is for your comfort, which is effective in the patient enduring of the same sufferings which we also suffer. And our hope for you is firmly grounded, knowing that as you are sharers of our sufferings, so also you are sharers of our comfort. For we do not want you to be unaware, brethren, of our affliction, which came to us in Asia, that we were burdened excessively beyond our strength, so that we despaired even of life. Indeed, we had the sentence of death within ourselves, so that we would not trust in ourselves, but in God who raises the dead, who delivered us from so great a peril of death and will deliver us, he on whom we have set our hope, and he will yet deliver us. You also joining and helping us through your prayers so that thanks may be given by many persons on our behalf for the favor bestowed on us through the prayers of many. Well, that's quite a passage and we'll be looking at here in just a few minutes, but I think it's important we also read that short introduction, that short greeting that uh, is shared with us by Paul. Verse 1, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God and Timothy, our brother, to the church of God, which is at Corinth, with all the saints who are throughout Achaia, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Especially verse 2, don't we need that greeting? Don't we need to hear grace to you and peace? Because it only comes from God. The world is in the most turmoil I've ever seen. I know that there's history of turmoil in our country, but our country, quite honestly, is falling apart because our country's focus, and we as citizens as a whole, are not focused on who? On God. Who's in charge? It doesn't make any difference as to who in man's side is in charge because God is sovereign. He doesn't allow anyone in that shouldn't be in, right? And even though we don't agree with everything, we have to agree that God's purpose and will should always be number one in our lives. Romans 8.28 isn't always easy to accept, is it? But if we believe in God and God makes no mistakes and He's totally holy and yet He sent Jesus to die in our place so we could be saved... Why not put our trust in Him? Then we don't have to worry, do we? So what we're going to be looking at this morning are the reasons why we have troubles in our life. And the first one is in verses 3 to 7. As we've been greeted now in verses 3 to 7, that first reason we have troubles is so we're able to comfort others in their troubles so that we're able to comfort those who are facing troubles. I know in different periods of my own life where 
somebody who was going through what I was going through came to me and said, I know God will see you through because he saw me through. That's how we can comfort one another. Do we always have the answers to why? No, but God does. There's a purpose. If we believe in God, our faith is in him. When somebody's struggling, we say, there is light at the end of the tunnel because God brought me through that tunnel. Doesn't that mean something to us when we're struggling or when we're overwhelmed with troubles? Of course, maybe nobody else has had that, have they? You ever just feel overwhelmed? Like, wow, you know, I can't take it. God says, good, well, then, then let another brother or sister comfort you who's been there. I'll send them your way. And then that phone rings or then you get an email or somebody you run into that you haven't seen in a long time says, I've been there and I will pray with you through this. We were reminded not too many weeks ago of the power of prayer, how important it is. And I think sometimes we go to that last. Instead, God says, go to me first because I'm here. I will always be here for you. Verse 3 tells us to praise like Paul of, of the person we must turn to when we're facing troubles, and that is to Jesus. To know God is with us and no one can stand against us, we must face troubles head on. You can't battle with the armor of God if you're running. Because what's the only offensive weapon we have? In Ephesians, what does it say? It's the sword of the Spirit, which is what? The Word. So that's why we study it. That's why we need it. That's why we need to feed on it as our spiritual food. Warren Worsby shares, We cannot lead others where we have not been ourselves. As the trials abound, the comfort of God abounds as well. Where sin abounds, so does grace. Our lives every day are, are by grace, aren't they? We don't deserve anything. But we bring our petitions, we bring our thanks, get our praise to God because He's in charge. He's sovereign. He saved us. God is the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Lord means sovereign deity of the Son, Jesus describes his death and resurrection. And Christ, he's the anointed one who is king and he will defeat the final enemies of God. Amen? That's why we say Lord Jesus Christ. God is further described as the Father of mercy and God of all comfort. Matthew 5, 4 says, Blessed are those who mourn for what? They shall be comforted. They shall be shown mercy. 2 Thessalonians 2.16 Now may our Lord Jesus Christ Himself and God our Father who has loved us and given us eternal comfort, mercy, and good hope by grace, comfort, and strengthen your hearts in every good work and word. So God walks with us. I'm always reminded of Enoch. Back in Genesis, it talks about Enoch. What did he do every day? He walked with God. I picture it, sometimes God, we got to grab your hand. I'm speaking it. God is having a hand, but that's how I like to think of that. We grab his hand, sometimes we squeeze it tight. God can take it. God's there with us. He never says, go your own way. He says, I will walk with you every 
step that you're here on this earth. And then for eternity, we'll be praising Him for that. As troubles came into Paul's life, he learned in verse 4, God is the one who comforts us in all our affliction. That word affliction literally means pressure and can also mean hardship, trouble, stress, to be pressed together. Anyone ever feel pressure in this life? (laughs) Maybe a job that says compromise the truth, but God says uphold the truth. Or a loved one tells us basically like Job's wife, curse God and die. What you believe doesn't mean anything. Or we're made fun of because we're offended when someone uses God's name in vain. Paul did feel pressed together and afflicted. And as he did, he experienced firsthand God's strengthening hand in his life. Philippians 4.13, I can do some things through Christ who strengthens me. What does all mean? Everything, everything that comes our way. God will never let go of us. God has promised to sustain us until our time on earth is done and then we will be in His presence. In the book of Acts, Paul's enemies tried repeatedly to kill him, but it was God who sustained him. Acts 14.19 says, But Jews came from Antioch and Iconium, and having won over the crowds, they stoned Paul, dragged him out of the city, supposing him to be dead. And while the disciples stood around him, a miracle, he got up and entered the city. Thought he was dead. They had beat him up so bad. And he got up. Who helped him up? God saying, hey Paul, you failed over here. Just lie there. You might as well give it up. I picture God said, here, I'll pull you right up. And you keep going. Not in your own strength, but in my strength. John MacArthur shares the promise to all believers is that God will faithfully sustain and strengthen believers as long as they are obedient to His will until His appointed time to bring them to Himself. The rest of verse 4 is our first reason we face troubles in life. What? So that we will know firsthand. So we will be able to, what does it say in verse 4? We will be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. That reassurance from someone when we feel overwhelmed that says, I've been there, or I've been through something very similar, don't give up. God is right there with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you, just like He won't never leave us as well. We can tell a believer that when we've had a walk through it ourselves. And so we wonder, why do we need to go through this? There's a purpose, isn't there? So we can empathize. So we can walk in their shoes, not literally, but close. At least we have some feeling toward that. Are beliefs based on feelings? No, they're based on our faith in God, that God is there. Verse 5, what does it say? For just as the sufferings of Christ are ours in abundance, so also our comfort is abundant in and through Christ. 
Paul knew firsthand that the more he suffered, the more he experienced God's comfort. Say, well, I don't know if I want to trade that or not. (laughs) Well, God does that because there's a purpose. He's helping us to be more like who? Christ-like. More like Jesus. And that included suffering. Paul testifies to this later in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Look a couple chapters down. 2 Corinthians 4, beginning of verse 8, shares the following. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not despairing. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always caring about in the body the dying of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. For we who live are constantly being delivered over to death for Jesus' sake, so that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. So there's a purpose. There's a reason. A few weeks ago we were reminded in our worship service, Peter in 1 Peter 4, we were reminded too that what happened with Peter when he was uh, almost ready to be executed. What happened? He was executed and that was it? What happened with Peter? Who was doing something about it? They heard about it. They heard Peter was going to be executed the next morning. And they were in their house praying for him. In a good way, as I look back, as I I picture it, it's almost kind of hilarious in a sense. They were praying and praying for his deliverance and then who knocked at their door at the outside gate? Who? Peter. Well, they were praying for Peter, weren't they? That he'd be delivered. And then he's knocking at the door and a little girl <laughs> comes to the door and says, well, that looks like Peter. I think I know he is. Runs back and tells him at the prayer meeting, I, can we stop for a minute? Peter's at the door. No, no. Now, you're seeing a ghost. That's really not him. That's somebody who looks like Peter. So he keeps knocking, and finally, of course, they let him in. Their answers to prayer was knocking at the door. Who did that? Who delivered Peter? God did. Warren Worsby shares this, The mathematics of God's mercy is wonderful. As the trials abound, the comfort of God abounds as well. Where sin abounds, so does grace. According to verses 6 and 7, sufferings, troubles, hardships have an ongoing benefit. And that benefit is learning patient endurance when troubles come our way. James records in James 1, Consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. When somebody's running a marathon, Pastor Steve has talked about that in the past, where he ran marathons, 20, is it 26.2, whatever, the miles that you run. He talks about you can't just run a quick sprint early on. You'll never make it, right? You have to kind of know a pace that you can settle on so that you can finish that race. Well, when we're going through a trial, it's an endurance at times. 
but we're learning patience. And during that patience, who are we looking to? We're looking to God. He's the answer. He's the one in charge. He's the sovereign one. He's the one who saved us. And so the world doesn't have anyone to look to, do they? They look at that. I don't know about you, but I watch the news too long and it's depressing. About three minutes maybe in the morning just to see what's going on locally and then you know, find a good Christian pastor who's preaching or something on there to turn to and go to the Word, go to devotions. Troubles and sufferings help us help others who are struggling. Paul, by his witness, endured countless times, but he endured the afflictions, but then he also got God's comfort. So our first reason is so that we can empathize, so that we can encourage those who are struggling. That's the first reason we have these troubles come our way. Our second reason, beginning of verse 8 through 10, the second reason we face troubles, so we can learn to depend on God alone. So we can learn to depend on God alone. According to verses 8 and 9, Paul and his co-workers were having severe troubles in their lives. We're not sure exactly what happened to this group, but there's uh, some historians believe it happened something around the city of Ephesus. In fact, it was so bad that Paul says they despaired even of life, meaning they saw no way out of their present situation. Some uh, think that it was due to a riot in Ephesus that uh, in Acts 19, or it could have been a physical weakness that Paul had from all the previous beatings that he went through. But then whatever it was, verse 9 tells us we had the sentence of death within ourselves. Paul seems certain at this point death was imminent and he would soon die. But the reason is clear as we pick it up in verse 9. The second reason, so we would not trust in ourselves, but in God who raises the dead. Paul knew God is powerful enough to raise people from the dead, including Paul, if he died. If he died on this earth, he knew God could raise him up. Paul and company were in a situation where they saw there was no answer but the two words, but God, but God. Can we praise Him enough that we can say that no matter what troubles come our way but God? Does God change things? Does God hear our prayers? Does God allow us to pray intercessory prayer for one another when a brother or sister so downloaded they can't pray at that time? What a privilege we have on this earth every day. If we woke up in the morning and said, God, Give me ten people to pray for this morning. You think we'd have trouble finding ten? <laughs> That's one thing I love about our Sunday school class. When we share, when we share in our small groups, we have a prayer list every week that we can pray for one another. That's how we get to know each other. That's how we can encourage each other. That's how we uphold each other. And God has other believers for that purpose. We're here to, to help each other. We know there's that song that we sing in the worship service quite often, In Christ Alone, do we think of the words. 
In Christ alone my hope is found. He is my light, my strength, my song. This cornerstone, this solid ground, firm through the fiercest drought and storm. What heights of love, what depths of peace. When fears are stilled, when striving cease. My comforter, my all in all, here in the love of Christ I stand. That's just the first verse, but it's in Christ alone. Everything else is going to fade away, but he never will. Because he's always with us. Like Paul, our only hope is God, is Jesus Christ. Romans 5, verse 3. And not only this, but we also exult in our tribulations. Knowing that tribulation brings about perseverance. And perseverance, proven character. And proven character, hope. And hope does not disappoint. Because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who is given to us. John MacArthur shares, The more believers suffer and experience God's comfort, the stronger their hope in Him grows. Say, well, isn't there a shortcut? (laughs) I don't want to go through all these tribulations. No. It's walking with Him through those times. And then when that next trial comes, that next tribulation comes, we what? We look back and we say, God, you saw me through here. I believe you'll bring me through this. That's what our daily thought should be focused on. In verse 10, we know like Paul, God will always deliver us. Ultimately, He'll deliver us where? I heard those that who knew Sheila Smith. She worked quite a bit. She was a prayer warrior. She passed away this morning, but we know where she is. She's with the Lord. She doesn't have that arthritis anymore that was crippling her and kept her bedridden for so long. But one thing I'll always remember in Awana, when she helped with Awana, and and I hope that will start up again. We're hoping this next fall. But she would talk to all the kids and she would write their name. What can I pray for you? Can I pray for you? What can I pray for you? She'd get down there right there and you're talking little kindergarten, first, second graders. She didn't say, oh, she got right down there with them. And she'd write those down. And I know she prayed for them. But she's with Jesus now, where we ultimately will be. No pain, no arthritis, no, I don't know about any of you, but some mornings it's real hard to get out of bed. Say, that's a long reach to the floor there. Don't want to stumble out. Don't want to roll out. (laughs) Our second reason, we we learn to focus on Christ alone. Our third and final reason, we face troubles in life is shared in verse 11. And verse 11 says the following. You also joining and helping us through your prayers so that thanks may be given by many persons on our behalf for the favor bestowed on us through the prayers of many. That final reason we face troubles so we can give thanks in everything. When we are in a trial and God has seen us through and He has delivered us, He has chosen to do that, do we thank that brother or sister who is praying for us intercessory on our behalf? Do we go back and say, God answered prayer, thank you. I needed that to be upheld 
because I was floundering. I was under that, that load, but I rejoice God saw me through. When we share answers to prayer, that encourages somebody in the midst of, who's praying and in a trial, keep going. Don't give up. God's heard. God heard your brother and sister that were praying on your behalf. And He's still hearing. And He's answering. And He will never leave you because God loves us. Do we thank God for the troubles? Do we, honestly? How many do? That's a hard one. Because especially when we're in the midst of it. But does God make a mistake? Does God say, uh-oh, i got to readjust this for John. This thing didn't go the way I thought. If we really believe when it says the Psalms that God says, I know your thoughts before you think them. I know the words you're going to say before you say them. He knows the hairs on our head. He knows us so intimately. There's a purpose in everything God has in our lives. And that's a hard one. Because we don't necessarily want to thank Him for trials or troubles that come our way. We have to remember there's a purpose. Again, Romans 8.28. Paul was thankful for the prayers of fellow believers. He had a few critical times in his life, didn't he? I mean, to actually be drug out of the city and they looked at him and they said, he's dead. <laughs> and then God raises him up to get up and go. Keep going. We've all been at points in our lives where it's been difficult to pray, but I don't know about you, and I believe I am very thankful to know that other believers are praying for me. Amen? John MacArthur in his notes on 2 Corinthians says, Prayer's duty is not to change God's plans, but to glorify Him and give thanks for them. Paul was confident that God's sovereign purpose would be accomplished, balanced by prayerful participation of believers. Great example again, we had mentioned already earlier about Peter. Back in Acts 12, later on, Peter records, God didn't have to deliver him, did he? But it was his plan to deliver him in Acts 12. We're to be thankful, even for the troubles, times of suffering. Paul was, and he had many occasions of intense suffering. But no matter the outcome for Paul and his company, the believers praying for him were thankful. Deliverance on earth or deliverance to heaven. Either way, we must be thankful. So someday, unless... We're here when the trumpet sounds and we're still here on this earth when our bodies will no longer be functioning here until that day. We trust God for the day He's given us. And as I've shared before with inmates at Pinellas County Jail, I told them two things I ask that you do in the morning. Thank God He woke you up. Even though you're behind bars, thank God He woke you up. That means you got a purpose. And then secondly, Lord, teach me what you want me to learn. Does God ever have to bring a lesson back to us because we didn't learn it the first time? 
Man, the Lord's saying, oh, two, three, four. How many times do I have to show you this, John? You're not getting it. This is number 107, 108, you're, you're done. <laughs> Talk about God being patient with us. I know He is with me. And I'm thankful for that. If we're to be conformed to the image of Jesus, it includes troubles and suffering in our lives. And we're to be thankful that there's a purpose. Remember all that Jesus went through and He was sinless, yet He died for our sins so we could be saved. Stephen was a martyr for Christ in Acts 7, but God saved Daniel in the lion's den in Daniel 6. God's ways, God's thoughts are not our thoughts, are they? Saith the Lord, Isaiah 55. It says, For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. I know in our class here, many are facing troubles and sufferings in life. And it's hard, but God gives us reasons that we are are facing troubles. First, so we can comfort those who are having in the midst of trouble. And secondly, so we can learn to depend on who alone? God alone. And thirdly, so we can give thanks in just the good things? Everything. So be encouraged. God isn't finished with us yet until He says so. Take each day as a blessing that whatever the day holds, whether it's full of trouble and suffering, or a smooth day, watch out for those, with few ripples, we are here on this earth to bring honor and glory to God. And it's my prayer, may others see a glimpse of Jesus in our lives. And before we close this study, I want to share one thing that a girl named Tina, she's serving 10 years in prison, she's in Ocala, Florida. She wrote this. Very simple, but I think to the point. It's entitled, The Greatness of God. God is good. God is great. He saved my life with a prison gate. My life was empty. My spirit dead. He gave me a chance to clear my head. Broken down and beaten up, He made me whole and filled my cup. He took this wasted flesh of mine and He showed me how I could shine. Through Jesus Christ and His grace, the Word is mine for my embrace. I'm no longer filled with shame and fear, but facing life with a vision clear. For in the Spirit is the way to be free day by day. So if you're down and cannot see, go with God and He'll set you free. Let's close this study in a word of prayer and then we'll have our prayer groups. Father God, thank You for the reminder and when troubles come our way, and they do, and sometimes nonstop, there's reasons for it. We can empathize with those who are struggling in trials, that we can look to you alone, and that we can give you thanks for everything, because there's a purpose in all that you allow in our lives. And we know it's to conform us to be like Jesus, help us to be more like, like Him through everything that comes our way, that we give You the praise, we give You the glory. Most of all, we give You the glory for saving us. We don't deserve it. We did nothing to earn it. 
but we receive it with gratefulness. And Father, as we share uh, for a few minutes in our groups there, prayer time, Father, just help us to uphold each other in intercessory prayer. What a privilege we have to do that. Get to know each other sometimes through the, the challenges. But we share that we're one body in Christ. That we know you as our Savior. That we walk with you every day knowing that you put us in your mighty right hand. No one can snatch us out. Thank you for your word. Help us to apply it. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.